Welcome back to One Street Over. I'm here with Mike again. Hello. And we have three guests for the first time. Maria. Hey. Ben. Uh, and Jenny. Hey. And we're going to try and talk about work again, as promised. We're going <laughs> to try to work. But if we get off topic, it's just because there's five people in the room. Um, Maria specifically wanted me to bring up uh, work because... Because <laughs> I was jealous of the last conversation and I wanted to be a part of it. I think you listened to our podcast and you're just like, I could do that better. Just <laughs> and then we just have you on the following week. Yeah. That's legit my thought. No, I just like to talk about myself, so... Yeah, so <laughs> what, what, you, here. what do you do and what did you want to do? I am a high school Spanish teacher and that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> How did I, get here? I actually went to school to be an art teacher and I actually didn't want to do that either, but I just fell into it. But I did What I did want to do is I wanted to be an OBGYN, so I wanted to deliver babies. Aww. I don't think that's all that OBGYNs do. <laughs> no, but you can But that that was what my focus <laughs> for that was. I wanted to deliver babies. And so as an 11-year-old, I would watch this TLC show called A Baby Story <laughs> every day after school. And it was just I like birth home. stories. <laughs> I would come home to my mom watching that show every day. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been watching it with your mom. Mike is scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids come home and watch Long story short, or... I did not go <laughs> into that field. <laughs> I just thought it's the coolest thing. And I still think it's cool that women can grow humans in their bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But then I realized how much schooling it was, and I was like, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> well, we already heard from Ben, so what about Jenny? What do you do, and what did you want to do? Yeah, I'm a first grade teacher, um, and I absolutely love it. And I always knew that I wanted to do something like with people, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to go more towards like... Like I used to say when I was really little that I wanted to be a doctor, but then I found out my uncle was a doctor. You're, you're cutting out a little bit. Okay. So you want to do a medical field? Yeah. Kidding? I had wanted to do medical field, like be a doctor. But then like, as I got older and like was in high school, I thought about doing speech language pathology, but then like it took, that takes a lot of commitment and it's something because it's a graduate degree. It's something you could always go back and do because there's so much freedom with your graduate degrees after getting your bachelor's where it's like. I knew that I would be able to teach and like earn my living while continuing to earn that graduate degree if I chose to do so. So that's how I kind of landed with teaching, but I really love it. It's great. I also love it. I just said I didn't want to do that, but I like it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's unique. It's unique. Speaking of being a doctor, I have thought for a long time about what if I had like chosen to be a doctor instead of an engineer? And because I'll be like driving home at night and drive by the hospital and it's all lit up. And I was like, man, what if I was working night shift like as a doctor right now? <laughs> like, I think I would enjoy it, but I think I'd just because like I I don't mind staying up at night and just like having the whole floor to yourself. But I think I would just feel lonely. And like, you can always go back to school when you're like forty, though. Yeah, that's you'd be a like human engineer. Your whole life to decide if you want to be a doctor. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm in teaching right now, and I've literally been thinking about going into being a midwife. 
<laughs> just that taking some, it takes some yeah. courses i don't know mm-hmm. haven't looked into it too much <laughs> but you can go back and be a doctor no yeah it definitely <laughs> takes certification you can't just like set it, get your degree online and suddenly be <laughs> a, a midwife. midwife like you can being like a priest or something like that like someone <laughs> a chaplain someone who marries people just get your chaplain's degree online you cannot do that with being a midwife mm-hmm I have three years experience watching baby stories. I'm a I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought a midwife, but when I found out what it was, it's just not what I thought it was. <laughs> I'll just Same leave more. it. What you think it was? Say more. I don't know. I thought it was like I don't know, like half a wife. The, like wife, a, <laughs> the wife, wife is like in someone brought into like wave. a polygamous marriage. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the midwife, you know. She's not uh, the middle, the middle she's, child. She's like not like half wife. an allowance. She's midwife. <laughs> That's funny. Second place wife. <laughs> not the trophy wife. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, did you two girls, since you're both teachers, did it take like a year? of getting used to it before you felt comfortable or so like in nursing they say oh it takes like six months before you're like kind of got your legs and you feel comfortable with what you're doing is it like that with teaching i think so so this is my third year of teaching and my first two years i was at one school in one grade level and it was great i think a lot of it depends on your support system at school though, like the support system I had and that I currently have was great. Like we were able to share and plan together and do a lot of things. Um, they were kind of like interdependent. So it wasn't just you're an Island, every man for himself, because that way it's really, really hard and like takes years to like have any sort of autonomy or like regularity, but when you're teaching with experienced teachers and you can kind of, or inexperienced even, and you're able to depend on one another and like share the work, then it ends up working well. Cause you're still able to like have your own creativity, but, um, like the foundation is solid. Well, I wanted to answer Mike's question. Yeah. Can I do that? Yes, do that. Am I allowed to do that? This Actually, your, can you repeat your question? This is your <laughs> first year teaching, right? Um, high school. It's my first year yeah. teaching high school. But starting my senior year of high school, I was in a um, teaching academy in my high school. And part of that was an internship. And so I interned in a preschool. And so that was also my first job. Like right out of high school, I became a preschool teacher as I was in school. Aww, so, so I taught preschool for six years. And then, yeah, finally got my degree <laughs> um, in art education and then got a Spanish job. But I mean, teaching high school and teaching preschool feel like the same mm-hmm. um behaviorally <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's in your mouth right now. <laughs> but the only thing is like with preschools you like hold her hand and be like we're not doing that right now you know but you can't do that with high schoolers and they're just like you can't threaten them the way you can threaten <laughs> preschoolers so i think that's the hardest part I'm the only language teacher at my school. 
Um, so I just have a lot of like fr- flexibility in how I want to teach and what I do um, and just curriculum. Like I kind of just follow the book and stuff. So um, yeah, I wasn't trained obviously to teach Spanish. So I'm just like teaching myself as I teach them. So I'm like a week behind them <laughs> sometimes when I'm just like, okay, this is the grammar side of Spanish that I really didn't know. Cause I'm, I mean, a native speaker, but you don't really think about grammar. And so it's like, oh, why do you do things this way? And I'm like, I don't know. And then you have to explain it to the students. So I think that's the hardest part for sure. Just like teaching myself this subject that I wasn't instructed on, if that makes sense. But that'd be yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have a better connection to teaching or like to your students, like being a native speaker, like you can, like you can speak to them and you understand everything. But then as you're learning like the different particulars of it, do you feel like you're able to tell them like, this is something that matters versus like, this is something that doesn't matter? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, they, in the books, they teach the vosotros form, which is just mm-hmm. Spaniard, um, how Spanish people speak. And so I just kind of just throw that out the window. I'm like, we're not going to learn this because mm-hmm. unless you go to Spain, you're not going to use this here. Like if you live in Peoria and you just walk out to the store or something like you're not going to meet a Spaniard probably. And so, yeah, just like learning how to speak, just how we speak, like in my home or like how Ben learned how to speak in Mexico. Um, just you know i learned ratchet spanish yeah <laughs> street <laughs> I, maybe ben, ben should come in and teach <laughs> ratchet spanish <laughs> today <laughs> my we class. have a man in the streets <laughs> but i learned spanish up in these streets <laughs> i did though Say <laughs> i'm not your puppet all right <laughs> we're paying when american people say oh say something in spanish i'm like i'm not gonna submit to you <laughs> i refuse one of the things that my students make fun of me for and what bryce also does <laughs> go ahead <laughs> what? <laughs> When I say ay ay ay, Bryce loves that. Bryce loves that, and I he say it in class. I say it in class, but it just like comes out. And I stub my toe, and I'm just like ay ay ay. Mike, we're watching something, and then my kids are like, "How do you cry in Spanish?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And they're like, "Is it ay ay ay?" Just like I hate oh, you guys. Didn't you tell us Ben that that means like? It's like three different words. It's not the same. Well, when she said it on the podcast, oh yeah, it did because she's saying "ay yai 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 yeah," which it means like "all right, all right, all right, stop." Oh, or like, nice. Pretty much. Thanks, Ben. Interpreter over here. <laughs> so the song "Hey Ya." Like <laughs> not applicable. <laughs> I guess we could go back to Bryce's question. Um, <laughs> we're sharing a mic. Maybe not. It's really awkward. 
Did you like? <laughs> did you pick your job because it's what you wanted to do, or did you like think that it would be easy to balance, like if you get married or have a family someday? How'd you How'd you pick your job? Yeah, I mean that was a thought. It wasn't something where it's like it didn't drive the decision in any way, but like in choosing teaching, like that's just something where it's like, oh yeah, well if I. Like if the Lord wills for me to get married and have a family someday, then like it's flex, it's like it's pretty flexible. Like it's a female-dominated field, and like females have babies, so like there, so it's kind of built in with like that flexibility in mind. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's get political, but it's like that. <laughs> I can't look at you. <laughs> I know, I know. You just don't look. Gosh. At me okay. I don't think anybody should look at me. <laughs> You're derailing this podcast, Ben. <laughs> Just your presence. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> it wasn't a driving decision, but it's like, yeah, of course it. it's something you think about, like as a um, something that can be kind of good with, like you can leave and like take time off, but then you can also come back to it and like... <laughs> You've not necessarily like lost any ground. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Everybody else is laughing, but I'm being blamed for it. <laughs> um, okay, I'll answer the question now. Did you finish, Jenny? <laughs> I am now. Okay. Poor Jenny. Poor Jenny. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this is a hot mess. It's okay. Maybe we should move this hot mess into a hot topic. I thought you were going to move okay. into a hot tub. <laughs> hot tub podcast is until July. Let's move this hot mess into a hot tub. <laughs> it just becomes Twitch. Oh, dear. <laughs> Five people is too many. <laughs> no, we've had this many before. Mm-hmm. When we did the dating apps one. Four. Four. Oh, that's right, because Mike wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe Mike's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's not I'm kidding, Mike. I'm kidding. Aw, man. Well, teaching chose me. I didn't teach, choose teaching. I've tried to run away from it many times, and it's still catches up to me Ooh, say more about that i think that's really cool like how people get their how people get their jobs like sometimes the lord just like opens the door and throws them through and other times it's like this really long process of like applying and getting like turned down and then applying again and like that process can like be on repeat for a very long time it's like how did you get your how'd you get your job um well, I feel like this has happened to me twice. Because when I was trying to get my internship in high school, I wanted to work at a pediatric like center or something. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, we can't find an internship for you. What else do you want to do? And they were like, and I was like, okay, kids, I guess. So they're like, okay, this preschool. And then going into back to school um, after I got my associates, they're like, okay, you're going to do early childhood, but your grades aren't high enough. <laughs> So what else do you like to do? And I was like, art. And they're like, okay, you hear, like you can get into art school. And so I feel like things just kind of fall into my lap. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, and so, 
yeah, like I didn't want to go into teaching after I graduated. And so I did ministry and then deciding uh, after a year of that, like I had to make a decision if I wanted to keep going into ministry or just switch it up. And so just thinking about goals in life or like buying a house, paying off student loans and things like that, like, like, was that going to be possible doing ministry, which it would be, but like, I just had to think about a lot of things. And so during that time, there's like job openings that my dad had sent me and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to apply. And so I got the job like right away. They just like, you're hired. And I'm like, okay. And so, yeah. And all, everyone in my family, like they're all teachers. Like my parents are teachers. My brother's a teacher. My grandparents were teachers. And so I was kind of like... I guess it's just in my blood and I was just meant to do it even though like I've ran away from it so but yeah this is your destiny yeah it's my destiny (laughs) but yeah just things kind of fall into place I guess would you guys ever want to host a podcast as a job yeah that'd be so fun <laughs> I'm trying to shift the topic and do podcasting as work. And uh like what is your like what is your favorite podcast and is it because of the host or is it because of the topics? Content. Oh. Both. Yeah, both. Okay, so who's your favorite host? I can go. Joe Rogan. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I do like Joe Rogan cuz he's good at just like taking what other people say and turning it into either his own thoughts so that we get to know a little bit more about him or asking another question and kind of like just guiding the conversation he's good at. But he's also been a TV host for like 30 years, so he's had to learn how to do that. For me, my favorite podcast is The Ryan Russillo Show. Mm. And what makes him good is that he knows like how long to ramble on stuff and how long to talk before he realizes that people are starting to lose interest. And I think I've, <laughs> I've been trying to do that on this podcast too much <laughs> and like try to change the topic or whatever, but sometimes you just got to let people talk. Mm-hmm. However, he is bad about interrupting people. <laughs> and like when you he should has stop a guest listening on, to him. <laughs> when he has a guest on and asks much. them a question and then they'll respond and he'll be like oh yeah there was this one time and then just say a story about himself instead of which i don't know if they like it but nobody's ever complained you're learning too much from him <clears throat> yeah <laughs> there's one that i like that's called broken record and it's hosted by rick rubin you guys know who rick rubin is nope. no. he's just like a really famous music producer and uh he like goes lets the artists like go into details about their creative process of like how they make music and if i were to do a podcast i would probably want to do it that way where it's like letting the host or letting the guests like do most of the talking um but have it be like natural where you are able to bounce ideas off each other. So can you clarify, Bryce, what it would actually mean to have a podcast as a career? Like, do they do that every day or is it just a once a week thing? 
um like the guys who do it like the guy that i listen to he records three podcasts a week and sometimes they're an hour sometimes they're two hours and i think what he does is they record all morning and then his producers cut it into an episode but sometimes they'll take old interviews and then just kind of edit it so that it fits into the podcast and but it ends up being like an hour and 40 minutes um but he does most of his work like most of his job is like watching sports texting other people getting information and then preparing like a written segment for the podcast just to relay information to his listeners information that he knows that they'll find relevant and interesting so like doing it as a career is it's kind of tough because you have to be able to find information mm-hmm. that people want to hear and then talk about it and for i mean the most i listen to is sports and like religious stuff which is easy to talk about forever but again they have to know when people start to tune out and being on radio helps and like all the people that i've listened to were on radio or they hosted a podcast I think that like what you said about needing to find information that people want is, I think that's really, really important because if you don't have content that they're interested in, like you're not going to get listeners, but at the same time you have to be the person that they want to get that from. So like you have to, you have to be like winsome or like there has to be something that attracts you, that attracts them to you like, and what you have to offer. Because there's a lot of people out there presenting about similar content, like world issues, but there's only a few that people actually trust and are entertained by and like respect. Yeah, there's uh, the podcast that I listen to. He talks about how um, I lost my train of thought. Well, I wanted to be, I think I said this before one time, but I wanted to be a YouTuber, but that has completely changed, um, from like what I thought it was going to be just before YouTube used to be like this platform for the people. Like it was, you just put anything out there. It could go viral. And now it's just this like algorithmic machine of getting monetized and oversaturated with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if I could ever do actually do that. I mean, what I wanted to do is like do a comedy gaming channel with a friend. So I feel like if I was to do that, it, like Twitch would be a better platform for that. Since I remember you... what I was going to say. Okay. Um, so like his advice was if you're going to host a podcast, because people do, people email in all the time to the podcasts that I listen to, like how do you start a podcast or like what did you do to become so popular and he's like all you have to do is just create content and just keep creating content Mm -hmm. um a lot of the people who want to do a podcast will do it for a year and and then give up because they're not like successful enough but if you just keep doing it and outlast those people who give up Mm -hmm. then eventually you'll have enough content out there that people can search for and find you and i think that's been the approach that we've kind of come up with our podcast was let's just keep making episodes so that at least there's something that people can 
if we talk to them about it and they go find us, it's not like we have two episodes and that's all they have to choose from. They can pick from a long list of content and see if they like it and then keep listening if they want to or wait for the next new episode. Mm -hmm. But outlasting and being dedicated, I think, is the biggest uh, like contributor to success for podcasting. And same with YouTube, like just putting out content. I think that's like, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's the key for like any job, like even with engineering and nursing and teaching and working in like administration. It's like you have to get through like those, like those tough parts um, and like the dark times in order to like flourish yeah i mean at caterpillar i've been there four years and probably half the people that i hired in with have company hopped Mm -hmm. or left peoria for their hometown um and if you just grind out being at the same company for a long time um eventually you'll outlast people and Mm -hmm. be trusted more and yeah it's not like you might it's not like you're guaranteed a position as a higher up manager or something, but you just gain a lot of trust and respect from. That's how I felt about my, like the vinyl business is like, instead of just always posting something like stuff for sale, like hoping to get some bites, like posting stuff about like thing, like an album that I like or, Mm -hmm. or something or just something that's not related to buying so that people know I'm not just like, here to like take their money i like do it because this is what i love doing so like when it's all for like monetary purposes it almost kind of starts to lose its flavor you know Mm -hmm. that's like another element of like being in your profession is like if you like it even just a little bit or like you're because you're engaging in something that you're passionate about and so it's like it feels kind of vulnerable because then people if they refuse or if they don't want to like invest they're not investing in you so it feels personal but at the same time when they do make that choice to invest it's like oh they are investing in you because they care about you and the value um, and the service that you offer, not just like your product. Yeah, I agree. I have like friends who got into this after they saw me post about it so much. They're like, oh yeah, I didn't even care about like listening to music or listening to vinyl. And, and then they would ask me, oh, do you have this album by this person? I'm like, yeah, I do. It's like, I have one it's like $30 and they're like oh yeah I can't do that and then four months go by and they're like you still have that one album I think I'm fine spending $30 now (laughs) and then they're spending like hundreds of dollars every month at the store so eventually if you just like keep pursuing those people and keep putting out just keep doing what you're doing not pester them with like hey uh you still want this? I know you were curious about getting this. That's something I've learned too. Like I'm not a salesman and I hate being a salesman. So I think I said that in the last episode. Do you guys want to talk about like work tragedies now? Yes. 
What's, what's like... Okay. I mean, nursing has a lot of tragedies. Not tragedies as in, like, sad <laughs> stuff. That <laughs> came out wrong. Death. Tragedy. <laughs> it's like, what's, like, the worst day of work you ever had? Let's go with that. And did you cry? Like me. I have one, and I'm ready to tell it. Should I go ahead and start? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and start. So, I used to work at Starbucks, and... Uh, there was one day I needed like extra hours and so I picked up a shift at a different location and this was the location over on Glennon University for those of you who live in Peoria <laughs> <laughs> and I go in and I'm like I know one person there I know the guy who's the manager at the time and it was like all everything was going great like i was like okay this is gonna be smooth it's gonna be so easy and then it started picking up and then things started breaking and then all of a sudden there's water coming out from this like drain in the middle of the floor and i'm like what is that and they are just like uh i don't know and starbucks is like they can't you you can't make any decision on your own you have to it's like the shift manager has to call the store manager and the store manager has to call the regional manager and the regional manager has to like keep <laughs> calling until they get the okay to do something about it. So this flood, like this water just keeps on getting like just more and more and then we're smelling it and it's like sewage back up. Ew. And I'm like, this is disgusting. We're walking around in this, like sloshing around in this while making drinks for people. And like the tags, <laughs> there's, we're so busy that the tags are like reaching the ground and they're getting wet and we're sticking these on cups. Oh, no. And I go up to my boss. I'm like, Lock. we got to no. do something about this. Don't you think? He's like, I, I can't get a hold of anybody and I don't know what to do. I'm like, just shut the store down <laughs> and then we just keep going and Ew. people are like freaking out or getting it's taking like half an hour to get their drinks and i'm still just like i have to throw away these shoes and like everything after this shift but i had to keep working if i walked out i'd probably would have got fired for walking out on them oh. so i just kept working <laughs> and the whole time like i knew what it was and then they're like okay guys we're shutting the store down like they're gonna have like a hazmat like crew come in here and like just clean the whole place and then afterwards they're like yeah it turns out that was sewage backup and so anything you guys are wearing you guys need to dispose of Ew. and we we're all just like bruh I feel like I should be compensated for having to like deal with that for, yeah. it was, we Absolutely. had to stay in that for two hours until we finally got the approval that we could shut that store down. <laughs> I just felt gross for days. Yeah. Sounds like potty training. Ugh. At my job. <laughs> Is that your tragedy? No. I, those, those times are pretty. Potty train high schoolers? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes no honestly they're, they're like can i go to the bathroom i'm like let me see how much work you've gotten done nothing I'm like nope go sit down <laughs> get some work done and then you can go but i don't think i've ever really had tried any poop accidents were pretty funny yes poop so, is just funny in general yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just like when you go to change a diaper and it just all like slides off it's like, just like then there's like a puddle on the changing table <laughs> the best 
It's great. What time? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like working An with encounter. other people. You're like, oh my gosh. And then everyone's just laugh laughing about, about it. it. So, so I'm not really grossed out by things except snot. Snot's <laughs> gross. And belly buttons. Out by like wet food. Oh yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. What do you mean sink, by that? Especially sink, yeah. when you there's no other option but to scoop it out. <laughs> no, not that. Just like washing dishes that have like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, or like yeah, but you nasty. don't have to scoop it out. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you do if you don't do. have like a if you don't food have a disposal. Yeah, it's like that's so disgusting. I don't, I think, I don't have a food yeah, disposal. scoop it. Working working at um, the catering job that I had mm. totally made me immune to caring about touching food. <gasps> I can just touch anything. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's kind of... I wish I had that power. That is... Yeah, that is kind of a valuable quality is like not, not caring about the texture of like what you're touching, especially with that because it's just so... It's gross. Like I, but I cannot. It's gross. I could not touch a kid's poop. <laughs> <laughs> you can touch. I can't do it. But could you touch your child's poop, or would you be I don't like, know. "Sorry, babe, you're gonna have to take this one again." <laughs> I, I could probably do it, like get over it, but uh-huh. like right now, hearing Maria's story, that would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> but like being asked to wash dishes that have been sitting there for like two days in water would be. 25. You know what's the funniest part too? When you're changing baby boys and then. <laughs> Yeah. Coming everywhere as you're trying to change them. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I've had to wipe uh, Murphy's butt after he like, you know, didn't poop right while we went on a walk. So Murphy's a dog. Better. The first time I had to do it, I'm like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to do this. Oh. And now I'm like, eh, it's perfectly normal. Oh, so I think God. when I have kids, I'll be a little more immune than. What I was before. <laughs> no, Bryce. I've had those thoughts at work. Where like, obviously, I I can do what you do right now at your job. But I was thinking like, when we were in the same path at one point doing to engineering, and then I now I'm a nurse and I'm like cleaning up someone's poof, and I'm like, you know, I think to myself, I'm like, Bryce could never do this. <laughs> so maybe I am in the right field. Bryce could never. These are your poop wiping thoughts. I can do this, and Bryce can't. Yes. Yeah, I feel like every time I, I gotta. <laughs> When I gotta make myself feel better about something, Bryce could never do this. I have, I have to have a purpose. Bryce would be like that scene from Family Guy where they're all just throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> one time I had to save um, one of my kids, Davey, because he came up to me and he's like choking on something. Um, and so, you know, they prepare you because you have to learn. The Heimlich and stuff like that. But then I look (laughs) and he's choking on a feather. (laughs) There's no way if I do a Heimlich, this feather is going to come out. Okay. So I had to stick my finger into his mouth all the way in and just pull out the feather. Mm. And I was like, Davey, what were you doing? Was he a bird? Yeah. He was like trying to cough it out. But it's a feather. Was he coughing or could he not cough? Like it was he like. He was just choking. No, I don't think he was coughing. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, it was really back there. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a feather. feather. No, bro- listen, block I, your airway. I don't. I don't know. It gets stuck. It gets stuck, <laughs> and it t- and it's just there. I mean, and so just, I think that happens with birds, cats. right? And cats <laughs> with like hairballs. I asked him what he was doing. He was like, "I was trying to blow it." <laughs> I'm like, "Boy, you suck. <laughs> you blow it out." Big, big breath first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the yeah. same boy, Davey, I was like 
cleaning up his nose and I see something yellow up in there. It was not snot. It was like little rubber bands that, you know, you put in your hair and he had just like lodged a couple up there and I had to pick them all out. <laughs> see, I don't think people's like mouths gross me out that much. Same with like pimples. Pimples don't gross me out. Like I used to pop my friend's pimples. <laughs> because I, I never love somebody else. Was that pop- part of your job? I, no, I just my friend had like really bad back pain one t- and I when we were like teenagers. You went to town and I was just like, dude, can I pop your pimples? And he was like, just Yeah, once. go for it. And I would just like Holy <gasps> <laughs> artist over here. Like Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> I love that show. I actually hate that stuff, even though I'm a nurse. <laughs> Man. You in the wrong field. All right, I got to work tragedy. Record business tragedy. entrepreneur tragedy. and work tragedy. pimple tragedy. popper. And a pimple popper. <laughs> so what really made me immune to wet food is... The word uh, wet is pretty funny. And food. <laughs> together. Put them together. Well, you f- what do you feed your dog and your cat for a snack? Wet he gets dry food. Turns wet when he accidentally lets one drop into his water bowl. Ew. Even that, I'm d- disturbed by having to clean it out. <laughs> There's so anyway, one dog pebble in here. I, it's all at this catering business because I think that's really the only place that I could have a tragedy. <laughs> at Caterpillar, it's pretty hard to have something go wrong. <laughs> but I was working a high school prom, and there was that terrible. <laughs> you didn't get asked to prom. Yikes. Why were you working there? He had to work. I was in college. <laughs> oh. <laughs> still didn't get asked. Right. Still didn't get asked to prom. <laughs> so he worked it so he could still go. <laughs> like, well, guess I'll work instead. <laughs> it was Canton's prom. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Bryce. <laughs> Anyway, there was like 250 kids, and the dance floor was not big enough for 250 kids. So we served them dinner, and then I was on the upper floor, I think, and so we would look over the edge, and it just looked like this massive penguins just like <laughs> just like shuffling around because I couldn't dance really because they were too packed in, but like they wanted to like move, so they're just like little penguins, <laughs> and they all had their like little one square foot space (laughs) and uh this one kid i don't know if he was the home i don't think he was the homecoming king but i think he was on like the homecoming court so he oh yeah prom he was on like the prom court or whatever (laughs) so then he i don't know they like they they all had to leave the room so that then they could come back and be reintroduced and um apparently this kid like he was on the dance floor and then he left and while he was in the hallway he got like super sick so he went into the bathroom just in the hallway (laughs) well he left like i guess he had gotten too hot quote unquote while dancing and it was like oh yeah sure it was like this kid was drunk (laughs) and then so he left and was in the hallway and then went in the bathroom and threw up but he threw up in the urinal and so like we couldn't we couldn't just flush it down so we had to like clean out the urinal of like all that he had thrown up and then me and uh our friend nathaniel <laughs> were working on that Love nathaniel. and uh that day i was just like i can touch anything now <laughs> i'm invincible it was so gross but ew one time in third grade i was sitting 
<laughs> on the bus in my seat and we were picking up kids and this girl was just walking down the bus aisle and just threw up on me <laughs> no. on our way to school oh no is it the beginning of your day yes. <laughs> even worse uh, change into your gym clothes <laughs> i don't think we had gym clothes in third grade oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right going back to urinals though oh do yours and then i have a funny story about that worse. about urinals it's nothing really like about me but it's from a movie <laughs> and he's like talking like this guy's giving advice to the best like advertising tool he's like urinal cakes he's like urinal cakes why he's like because when people are like where have i seen your face before he's like yeah you peed on my face <laughs> That's so, good. <laughs> so just a little advertising tool put one street over <laughs> logo <laughs> <and urinals>. <laughs> <laughs> or i'm in bulk though <laughs> I haven't even seen a urinal cake in like years. <laughs> That's true. I've never heard of a urinal cake. They're only in grade schools. <laughs> even the ones that aren't. They haven't been. I, I won't go into more detail. <laughs> I don't think we need to. That's good. No, so, supposed to reduce splashing. Yeah, the ones that supposed to, are supposed to reduce splashing don't. It always splashes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I thought it was for the smell. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's for both. But it's for both. For Odegaard and Splash Guard. For splashy. Now there's just the Splash Guard. Marketing 101. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. No the, one in grade school, there was a kid. And we were hanging out in the bathroom. And <laughs> someone... <laughs> That's grade schoolers Whoa, doing. Wait, why were you hanging out in the bathroom? Just Did you have a hall pass? We were on break. And... <laughs> Um, one kid like picks it up just to be funny and we're like dude put it down and my other friend's like dude put that down it's gross so he just like tosses it and it just lands in my other friend's mouth <laughs> no and he like, he like he's just like, <laughs> like wiping his face and like freaking out and then like I think it was later that day the kid who picked up the urinal and threw it at my other friend got like beat up like word spread and they're like so you like picking up urinal cakes and they like beat him up whoa alright this story went from really funny to really tragic so now we should probably talk about bullying (laughs) this this is supposed to be about work (laughs) bullying is at work that's the next topic yikes you ever had a bully at your job no. <laughs> Good story. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Have uh, you? Have you been the bully? I've had many bullies at work. In life. I mean, there's lateral violence for sure. Ooh, one <laughs> of my mostly, bosses. Mostly passive aggressive. My two bosses at this one job, one of my first jobs here in Peoria, I only lasted there a month mm. because it was terrible. They treated us, treated us like slaves. I lost a lot of weight. But they were bullies because they we were paid to be teachers, but they also wanted us during nap time to like clean the bathrooms and <laughs> vacuum all the rugs. And I was like, I'm not being paid for this. Like you're supposed to like hire a cleaning crew and you know, they're supposed to come in and do this. Unless you pay me more to do this, then mm-hmm. I'll do it. But they were really bullies. That's the way it was lifeguarding. Like you were hired to do lifeguarding and then like also some of the other duties, but it's like you were definitely full-time janitor and then you also ended up 
um, like when it became a big problem was like putting chemicals in the pool. Like we would test the chemicals. That was fine. But when it came to like needing, like there needed a maintenance, maintenance done, like pouring chlorine or like pouring muriatic acid that fell on us also. And it was just like, whoa, like you're having 15 year olds <laughs> pouring this really corrosive chemical that could eat through their skin and bone in seconds, like into the pool every night. And it's just like, we're not being compensated for that. And yeah, it's just not safe. Scary. Yeah. Super scary. Were you bullied? Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. In what way? Like being slandered? I... Yeah, I mean, just, like, tattled on for, like, pathetic things that weren't supposed to, weren't a big deal, but were made a big deal. I don't know. I can't really think of a, I can't think of a situation besides Starbucks, maybe, but I had a boss at Starbucks. (laughs) She was, like, the store manager, and she liked me. And then when I didn't, like, reciprocate those feelings, she, like, wouldn't schedule me. Ooh. That was dirty. That's a That's, like, textbook. Um, It was in, like, the training videos at Walgreens. It's like, (laughs) if your boss asks you on a date and then, like, says you'll be cleaning the bathrooms if you don't go. She was mad. She had to schedule a meeting with me and talk about why I've been acting differently. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, she's married. That escalated. Oh, jeez. I didn't, I didn't like 100% know this until I dated someone later from, that used to work with me there and she was like, uh, yeah, everyone knew that she was like obsessed with you, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now it's now I know for sure that's what it was." So, but I've had plenty of horrible bosses. Great movie, great movie. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, uh, do we have any other? Topics for work stories. <laughs> hmm. Otherwise, we can <clears throat> finish it out with some theology. It's always good. Sweet. Like, uh, well, here's like a couple questions, and then one of you can pick how you, which one you want to answer. Um, what does God intend for work, and how has work been corrupted by the fall, and what attitudes does God want me to have concerning work? What was the first question? What does God intend for work? I listen to, on the podcast I listen to, it's just like, whatever you do as work, like you can still do it as a, as a way to glorify God. And it doesn't matter what you do. Um, like you could be just cleaning as a janitor, or you could be doing interviews or making coffee and, uh, all of it you can do in a way that 
like lifts up the name of God. And uh, I'm trying to think of how has it been corrupted by the fall, but I don't really have a good answer for that right now. Oh, maybe because it makes us tired. <laughs> yeah, like it causes fatigue. And also just like your perspective on work. It's like, this is work and this is awful. When it's like you, yeah, because I think, I don't think our natural pre- I don't think our natural preset is to be like, yeah, I can do this to glorify God. It's more like I do this to earn money, which goes into my pockets that I can do fun stuff and then I can glorify God. But it's like, no, the actual work itself can be done to God's glory. Yeah. I think the word is toil. It's like that wasn't part of the perfect design. Like working was... Adam was going to work the fields, but like, or tend the garden and stuff. But it wasn't until after they fell that it was like, you'll now toil in the fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think some people don't think like just having a job is honoring to God. Like, I think they think, oh, I'm not going to be a missionary. I'm not going to be a pastor. But like, if you're not working though, you're you're still not really following God's instructions. Here's a question that I'm not meaning to derail. It's a question I (laughs) genuinely want to know. So if all work can be God glorifying, then what about like a criminal defense lawyer? Can that glorify God we don't have a lawyer on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so you mean I just want to know your guys' thoughts like a defense attorney Mm -hmm. yeah but specifically like for criminals yeah I think um they don't necessarily like try to let people get away with crime but it I would say it still is honoring. Like, I think that job is still important because that's part of the justice system we have in America where you have the right to an attorney. So if you just, like, took that away, that's a whole thing for justice. You're still, lawyers still pursue truth. Like, even though with criminal defense, it's like they have their confidentiality. So their client can fully tell them exactly like the truth about what happened and what they did and they still have to defend them but I think they're still pursuing there's yeah, I think Ben's getting at what if you know that they're guilty and should you still defend them like that yeah so me and uh, Luke were watching Better Call Saul right. the other day and like the first episode mm-hmm. is like he's defending these kids who are like clearly guilty yet he's still just like trying to defend them and like how could you do that if you were a Christian not like I'm not criticizing like how could you do that but how would you go about doing that you know you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think it's still I think it can still be honoring because you're still trying to get, um, like, even if they know they're guilty, you're still trying to get an, a fair punishment, like, for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want people who break mailboxes to get, like, sentenced to death. <laughs> but a defense attorney can, yeah, like, tone down the punishment and be like, 
well, they're only 17 and like, they don't really need to go to jail for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But so there's always like a a compromise that the, the prosecutor wants to put them probably lock them up, put them behind bars, but the defense attorney can, you know, make it more fair. Yeah. And so it's all about, like what Jenny said, it's just seeking the truth because you truly don't know if they're guilty or innocent because you weren't there with what happened. They could tell you whatever they want. And like that job of seeking truth is like one of the most important jobs out there. There's nothing more important than truth. And it's a check and balance on, on our justice system, like Mike was saying, because it's like if you just have like the judges there without any kind of check and balance of like um, like any kind of check on their power, then they are kind of going to do whatever they want. And like we see that with other countries and with other like justice systems where it just doesn't work when you don't have when you don't have a check on that. Good question, Ben. Yeah. Right. It's just something I was curious about when I couldn't help myself but ask it. I wonder if there's <clears throat> room in that to be like evangelize in a way. Mm-hmm. If you're working with these criminals, like you cho- you're choosing to be there, I guess. And <laughs> maybe, I don't Speak know. Speak the truth. Just admit your crime. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could speak truth into their, their lives. You know, it's like, yeah, they might end up in jail, but like, <laughs> there's just hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if they become absolutely. a Christian? What if like they confess Jesus as Lord, like with you and they confess their sin and they confess the fact that they, you know what I mean? And then you have to go in there oh. and defend them. Well, it's like uh, Catholic priests, when they sit in the confession box and listen to people's confessions, like they, they're, um, they have like a vow of silence. Like they, right. if someone could confess like murder and they're like, okay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, it's just like anything in life. When you sin, there's consequence. Like, yes, you'll, there's redemption and then there's forgiveness, but there's still consequences even though you're forgiven there's still consequences for your sins so yeah the wages of sin is death and uh we all come to it eventually but just like (laughs) everyone knows it's coming you just you can either be saved before you die or or not what was the initial question oh work being honoring yeah how how, what does god intend for work i was at Panera recently with Pastor Rich and the guy that like manages Panera was like yeah I used to work in ministry but you know things didn't really work out and so now I'm just here and Rich was like super affirming he's like don't even think about like don't think about like you have to be in ministry to do ministry he's like you could be doing ministry right here right now and like working at Panera and uh, just like hearing that to me, it was really cool to hear from him. Yeah, Pastor Rich is really good at like mm-hmm. affirming people can still be yeah. saved regardless of what sin they have in their life. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that's a little bit of a different, a different angle though than what Ben was talking about. But it's a really, really important one because it's like you can do ministry wherever you're at, but also like in that ministry, like you can communicate like the same principle of like the Lord can save you from whatever it is that you've done. And like then you're presented as 
clean and pure and blameless in his sight. Just crazy. Unthinkable. I think we're going to wrap it up. We're like an hour. So what? You got more thoughts? No. Oh. I had a horror story. Let's hear it. All right. Well, I was going to say next time. (laughs) Next time. That won't be the next time. time Yeah, that won't be a next time. (laughs) Uh, No, do it as a little like PS statement. Okay. Postscript. Outro. Um, Wait, should we do the outro and then post her clip at the very, very end? Yeah. All right. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks for listening, as always. Um, you can reach us at one street over 22 at gmail.com and uh, email us some ideas. And uh, to finish, just really quick, everyone say their favorite podcast in case people want to find a new podcast. I'll go first. Um, the Ryan Russillo Show. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Strong Women by the Colson Center. Broken record with Rick Rubin. Hey, stranger. I can't say this girl's name. Thoraya. <laughs> Thoraya. Shout out to our girl. I'm sure if you just look up Hey, Stranger, you'll find it. But also, Becoming Something. Jonathan Bacluda. I noticed yeah. none of you said One Street Over. Oh. So we're gonna Actually, no. no ex- you are, excluding us, of course. No, nobody uh-huh. asked. Uh, starring... Maria, Taylor, Matilda, and Sarah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so good, I heard. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> we out. So my story, my horror story is about when there was, someone came to school with like bed bug bites and like bed bugs are super contagious, like they're contagious, um, because like they, they're just spreadable. And I was like, Oh no. And so they said, treat it like head lice. And I was like, okay. So like we bagged up his stuff. Like he was isolated at the time and like we bagged up all the other kids stuff. And I was freaking out because I've never even had like head lice. And so the thought of like bed bugs, like terrified me. And what was really terrifying is he like threw something, the student threw something away. And I was like, what was that? And he was like a bug. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I like sent out a message to the parents and I was just, just want to let you know, someone came to school and like had bed bugs, but that ended up getting posted on the community Facebook page and people were calling our superintendent saying that they should cancel school and people didn't send their kids to school the next day because they were freaked out about it. And it just like blew up into this thing. And my superintendent called me and like, I thankfully was able to like be crying, but I wasn't sounding like I was crying when he was calling. And he was so like, he was super kind about it. Just like, you know, like he was laughing. It's fine. It's okay. But also I need you to send out a message to the parents and say like, they weren't in your classroom. Like a student had come to school with them. And then he was like, I need you to also say that I misspoke in like, reach kind of retract the statement to like put this fire out and uh, i was like i was panicking <laughs> and my scary. principal the next day um he was just like okay like i went and talked with him 
with one of my co-teachers and he was like, okay, Jenny, you need to not freak out. This is fine. He came in and was like, like our superintendent came in and was like laughing in this morning. So that tells me that it's not a problem. I was like, okay, great. I would have cried too. Yeah. I was definitely crying. <laughs> I shadowed a school nurse and you shot shadowed, excuse me, <laughs> shot at a criminal nurse. justice lawyer, anyone. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, here, these girls came to school with head lice. You can like comb the lice out of their hair. And I was like, yep, I'm not going to be a school nurse. <laughs> yeah. Because kids come to school with all these communicable, like skin problems and like those, what hand are those? Foot mouth. Yeah. Hand, foot, mouth. What are those? Um, ringworm. no, like ringworm, but it's Ew, like the, the ones that so tunnel gross. under your skin. They like tunnel under your skin and make these like streaks, but it's not ringworm because they don't do this. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. I'm sorry. Guys, oh. I didn't talk about my book. I should put it out there. Oh my gosh, yes. Darn. You gotta have me on here again. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I should have said I wanted to be a... <laughs> no. <laughs> when do we cut this? Cut. I also have a book coming out in a couple years. 2033. By then I'll have my fifth book out. I'm kidding. Can I get a So, um, quick question though. So, when are you guys gonna do like any kind of branding, and when can we expect those urinal cakes? <laughs> you know what the best word is? It'll just be stickers. <laughs> Who wants to be urinal. head of marketing for our podcast? Maria. Yay! <laughs> can I write your autobiographies? Oh well, yeah, we offer. <laughs> Brand ambassador. I think you should do an episode about like your like the like least favorite words or like funny words. <gasps> oh, we were giving a yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, no. We were bidding. Moist. We were bidding out who should run our Instagram account. Who are your options? You and Maria. <laughs> who would be more? I feel like you both fun. have to get Instagrams to see our Instagram. What's it called? Aesthetic. Not aesthetic. Face. I don't know. Facade. Facade. Motif. I just like doing polls. I like polls. I love polls. <laughs> <laughs> and stories. <laughs> Flag polls. <laughs> I knew that's where this was gonna go. <laughs> no, like um, opinion I'm polls. Stop the recording. <laughs> So stop the recording before we say anything. Yeah. This gets even more out of hand. hand. I'm gonna stab you right I'm here. I'm on tonight. I'm yeah. on tonight. I'm so I'm gonna need you to come in on Sunday. 